Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. The Volume. What up, y'all? It's Snaps, presented by FanDuel. Football season's here, and you already know there's no better place to get in on the action than, you guessed it, FanDuel. As far as the app itself goes, look, it's safe, it's easy, it's secure. I've been using it for a while now. There's always great exclusive offers. Dude, on Thursday night, you get a free $10 same game parlay. Like, it's completely free. If you lose, you get that money back to bet again with. And when you do win, you'll get paid fast, which is very important. Because you can win in a lot of ways, right? Spread, money line over, unders, totals, futures, props, all of it. Same game parlays. It's all there for you. The live betting. You can even live bet same game parlays. What are we talking about here? So use the promo code SNAPS and download the FanDuel app today to make every moment more this football season. SNAPS. Ah. Must be 21 and present in select states only. Gambling problem? 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342. Arizona, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG. Colorado, Indiana, Minneapolis, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Indiana, 1-877-770-STOP. In Louisiana, 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. New York, Tennessee Redline, 1-800-889-9789. Tennessee, 1-800-522-4700. Wyoming, or visit www.1800gambler.net. West Virginia. Yo, 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 what is up, everybody? I hope you had a wonderful Saturday, whether you're listening to this live on the Volume Sports YouTube channel, which if you are, what up? Shout out. Very happy to have you here on this spooky Halloween night. Go ahead and hit the like button, share it with your friends, all that good stuff. If you're listening in the future, first off, I hope the future is cool. I hope we're alive, and I hope you got good Halloween candy if you're listening on a Monday. The point is, we're live post-game Saturday, about to break down all of the day's action. And never forget, this is all brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook. Uh, download the FanDuel Sportsbook app, promo code SNAPS, promo code SNAPS. And it was a good day for the boys, as if this Carolina result holds, which it absolutely should. We're looking at a 5 and one for the Snaps Boys, let's give it up, folks. Let's go, dude. Let's fucking go. I'm your host, T-Bob Aver, joined by your other host, Mr. Aaron Murray, QB1 of the Georgia Bulldogs. Aaron, what's up, dude? All right, listen, I, I take full blame for us not going 6-0. and uh, For those who listened to our picks on Friday, I, 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 I screwed up. I screwed up. I did not watch enough Louisville film to make a confident back. I put, I put my money on Wake Forest. And eight turnovers, I believe, in the second half. Most, hold on, most hold on. No, 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 no. Yeah, I got, I, 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 I got to stop you. I got to stop you on multiple fronts. First off, first off, there's another two in one week for you. Second off, your unders continue to be the most money unders in the game. If Aaron gives you an under that he feels strong about, 
fucking smash it. All it does is win you money. Second week in a row, Aaron's won me a big bet. Thirdly, eight turnovers and a half is a mathematical outlier. That never happens. You cannot it, it count on the, the quality the of the bet. I think in it's the, the game, whole game. Doesn't, I, I, I don't care. Thing. does not matter, dude. Outlier, that's a burn the tape game. Okay, that's a burn the yeah. tape bet. You can't take anything from it. You remain excellent. Five and one. Let's go. Oh, and look, and now everybody. Oh, Parker Horton, team up. That TCU cover was BS. No way, dude. It's exactly how I knew it was going to go down. And I told <laughs> you on Friday's best bet that he was going to take Morgantown into Duggantown. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, no, look, we talked about it on AMP earlier. Bottom line, just remember, R and Jesus giveth and he taketh away. So we give thanks in the good times, but we also give thanks in the bad times. But today, he gave it in the form of a fourth down, touchdown, up three, 40-yard touchdown pass with 20 seconds left to cover. Let's go, Max Duggan! Yes, for the boys. All right, all right. So let's start here, though, Aaron, because there is a name. So okay, right now, House of the Dragon, great show, right? Just spent an entire season doing wonderful things. Now we're set up for a dragon fight and guess what next week in college football we're set up for a battle of a couple of dragons as tennessee absolutely demolishes kentucky tonight i mean aaron it's halloween and tennessee looks downright spooky they kicked kentucky's ass it wasn't even close the uniforms looked incredible while doing so uh think about this aaron the disparity between these two teams, and think about how extreme it was given this game. What was the final score? 44 to 6? At the beginning of the year, we were just talking about who was the second best team in the East. And like we we're like, maybe it's Tennessee, maybe it's Kentucky, you know. Oh, South Carolina's kind of good, right? And then, and then, and then they come out and do this. I mean, th- th- this is the type of win that if you're a player in Kentucky, this this crawls into your mind and it sits there. And it either breaks yep. you or it makes you. We'll see over time. But like Tennessee, take a bow. No look ahead, Louis here. I mean, they locked in and they've they they I mean they dismantled it. They 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 basically broke them on a mental, physical, and spiritual level. And if you're a Kentucky yep. fan right now, even though you've had stoops for years and you've been building positively for years, it took Josh Heupel and this hyperspeed offense two years to show you you will never be better than them you may catch the off year but you will never be better than him and you know what the salt in the wound was aaron there's a video of the tennessee basketball team getting their sec championship trophy and they walk it over to the kentucky section of fans and start pointing at it and then waving bye-bye to them so not (laughs) only are they football like they always have but they're even flashing their basketball balls in front of you. Just a brutal day to be a Kentucky fan, dude. Yeah, it, it was bad. It, and I, I've been trying to say, say, you know, tell people this for a few weeks now because everyone's bitching and moaning about Tennessee's defense. Oh, Tennessee's defense is garbage. Oh, it's bad. Look at the stats. Look at the games this year, though. I mean, like, they're not that bad on defense. Uh, they, they've had a couple moments. I think Florida, I think once again, Florida, they only gave up 21 points to the first three quarters of the game, a couple of trash or one trash touchdown at the end that did make it close. Yep. Obviously, Alabama's Alabama. But like overall, like this isn't a horrendous defense. And and I guess we can make the comparison to LSU once again back in 2019. Like it wasn't a terrible yep. defense. Yes. It wasn't a great <laughs> defense, but it wasn't a terrible defense. But when you when you pair it with that offense back in 19 and then you pair it with the offense that, that Tennessee has right now, it doesn't freaking matter so for this defense being horrific for a defense that supposedly can't stop anyone that can't stop the pass gave up less than 100 yards passing tonight versus kentucky and people are going to continue making well it's kentucky they don't throw the ball like stop making excuses this is a good football no, team no, they do this throw a, the ball they, kentucky, kentucky has won their games also kentucky has won their games oh, yeah. throwing the ball this year like they've been able to run oh, the ball tennessee. yeah so i mean let's, let's just yeah let's, tennessee's let's, you know, tennessee's Tennessee's defense is not a major, major weakness. I think they're getting better and better every week. I love the no. style of play. I like the, I love the aggression. And then when you couple the fact that this offense 
I, I just, I don't know how you slow it down. You know, especially now that you had Cedric Tillman back. Like Cedric Tillman was back first time in about a month, month plus, kind of got his feet wet a little bit. Jalen Hyatt, once again, goes out there, catches two touchdowns. Brew McCoy continues to play a big role. Um, you know, Hendon is just, is is he is now, I think, tied for the favorite on Fandle right now to, to for, for the Heisman think, odds. Uh, and if he wins Brum, next he week, take he will be. Did he take the lead he in the third quarter, Brum? Do we know? Can, can we get a check on that? The odds uh, are, sorry, I will double check right now. All right, cool. Go ahead, Aaron. Yeah. No, I mean. Hendon Hooker has taken the lead. He's at plus yeah, 100. Yeah, plus 100. Yeah, plus 150. Yeah, so he is now even money to win the Heisman. Insanity. Insanity. I mean, what was it, like uh, plus 2,000 a couple of weeks ago? Looks like we might have lost Aaron for a second here. Um, look, I mean, well, look, we, 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 we kind of told yeah. you coming into this game. What Aaron, okay, okay, you're back. Okay, what Aaron was just talking about, though, with the Tennessee defense, it's what we talked about the other day, Aaron, right? Like, it was a bit interesting because Will Levis has actually been how Kentucky's been having success, but ideally Kentucky wants to get Rodriguez going. They want to have a great run game and have Levis operate off of that run game. And we told you, Tennessee is a legitimately great run defense, holding opponents to under three yards of carry coming into this game. And this game's no different. I mean, they somehow hold, you know, under 100 yards passing, which is insane, but only 107 yards rushing on the night. 3.2 yards per play for Kentucky. Mm. Um, I, I think that when you – okay, so here's the deal with Tennessee that, that makes them so good is that when you combine their ability to stop teams from running the ball, which um, helps to stall out early drives, with their offensive ability to build up these leads, Tennessee can make you one-dimensional – way earlier in the game than seemingly any other team in the country. And as soon as you enter that kind of one-dimensionality, that's when uh, they can just start being crazy aggressive and they can just start pinning their ears back. And the DBs are improving. Like, the DBs are getting better. But they can pass rush. And they yep. get creative. And they and they add guys and they do a lot of twists and stunts. And, and, and trust me, Aaron, I know this is cliche, but as an offensive lineman, there is no worse worse place to exist than when the D line is pinning their ears back. It's yeah. it's just awful. It's just awful. They they have no well, responsibility too. When you're on the road, yeah, it's the worst. it it sucks. So yeah, they their D line's legit, man. Like Young coming off the edge, and, and you said it, man. All the twists and stunts, and they get you behind the change like they did for Kentucky over and over tonight. I do disagree. Um, who said it in the chat? Someone said that that. I think it was Parker that they don't have Kentucky doesn't have consistency at the skill position. And I, I don't, I don't agree with that. I think Will Levis is a top two round first. He, he is first round talent. He doesn't play like it, but he has first round talent. You got a first round really? talent, talent quarterback. You got a, a tremendous running back in Chris Rodriguez. I think they have good receivers, you know, from Tavian Robinson, uh, Baron Brown is an absolute freak. I mean, just hell of an athlete. Like they have, I think really good skill guys it's just their scheme is it's almost similar to like AM. And like we keep we always bitch about AM and how simple it is and how they yeah. don't do a lot. Kentucky's kind of the same way, man. It's just it's it's old school line up, yep. pound the football, run it, eat up the clock, and that's how we're gonna win the game. The issue this year with Kentucky is they don't have that big blue front that that, no, that we're yeah. accustomed to seeing for Kentucky. It's just an average offensive line at best. They can't pass protect, they can't run protect. And if you want to run an offense that's built around running the football and, and play action pass off that, well, you can't really play action pass if you can't get the run game going. So this is, to me, more than anything, this is bad coordinating for Kentucky, trying to, to, to fit a square peg in a round hole when obviously your offense line is not built to be the foundation of your offense. It's your quarterback and it's your receivers and it's getting your, the ball to your back in space. And, and they just refuse to kind of uh, do anything different than this pro style system we see week in and week out. Yeah, it's 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 been interesting, man. Because um, I think the great coaches, like you said, Aaron, are the ones who can develop scheme to their personnel. And what you're seeing out of Kentucky, maybe it's not an issue of can or can't. Maybe it's an issue of are are they willing to or not. Uh, but they are very clearly not willing to like. Stoops wants to build this thing in the same way that Harbaugh is building Michigan. 
and Michigan looked damn strong today. Me, me and Brum were joking about it before the show, right? Like Michigan may be the best team in the country, but they're not the best team in the country. Like they may have the actual best, like three phases, offensive line, defensive line. They might be the most complete, but they struggle at the one or they don't struggle. He, he's, he's pretty good. Right. But we're talking about the best, like they're limited at the one not position. You cannot be limited. And they run a style that is, um, uh, I think a little more talent dependent, maybe a little more easy to potentially shut down. And so what happens though, when you're Kentucky and you're trying to do that, and you don't have the resources or the cachet or the recruiting of a Michigan. It's going to allow people to punch up on you, but it's also like a South Carolina, but it's also going to allow bullies to beat you down. And that's what you experienced tonight. You got beat down. And, bro, I mean, in the Halloween unis, too. Yeah. Damn. Like the black and orange. Bobby Top Tennessee was pumped. VFL right here. No to VFL. Can't wait to bury the dogs next week. Uh, maybe make a Halloween weekends two weeks in a row. You know what I'm saying? But Ugga in the dirt is coming, man. Uh, anyway, I'm very excited for next week, Aaron Murray. Uh, I, you know, me and the rest of my Tennessee boys, we ready to invade Sanford Stadium and come out with that dub. Hey, I'm 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 gonna I'm I, I want to hold off on anything right now oh. for that game. Uh huh. I will say this as we as 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 we you know I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about rankings heading into the first release of the playoffs but like name one resume that's better than Tennessee's right now I, there isn't from from you know what LSU is and, and and how good they've looked you know they embarrassed them there in Baton Rouge they beat Alabama uh, they beat Kentucky yeah. they beat a ranked Pittsburgh I mean they've they beat a ranked Florida they've they they have five ranked wins this season right now i think that has to be the most in the country five ranked wins they're undefeated they have the best offense in the country it's hard for me right now and if i'm in the committee to to honestly say why doesn't this team deserve to be the number one team in the country when these rankings come out on tuesday well because ultimately right aaron the ap is a system where we rarely reward um I'm not talking about the AP, I'm talking about the playoffs. This is the first playoff. Oh, oh you're talking about the playoff. Okay, first playoff. Okay, no, no, first playoff. I think Different I think Tennessee probably will be number one. Yes. I think it's about AP, right? Because in the AP, we, we don't reward winning like we do, like we punish losing, right? So like yeah, Georgia, Georgia because Georgia, and we'll talk about Georgia right now. Like Georgia looked great today. They they oh, kicked yeah. Florida's ass for eighty five percent of that game and made it look easy. So like we'll 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 talk about Georgia and so yeah you're not going to bump them down. But no no with, with the playoff and and also you know the playoff loves to generate a little buzz right. I mean let's be honest it's a TV show. Uh then and then they also you know they know that Georgia and Tennessee are going to play that week. So it would uh, not surprise me at all if Tennessee actually no no not 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 surprised because that's like the weakest possible take you can make. I was joking about that on my show this week. If you say, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, what what, what are you telling me? All you're saying, you're just covering both bases. You're just trying to sit the fence and then say I was right if your thing comes true. Like, well, I wouldn't be surprised if LSU beat Alabama. Well, well uh, what? I mean, take a fucking – anyway, <laughs> I think you're right. I think, I, think, I think that Tennessee will be number one in this first playoff, and they should be. But yeah. they still got to go to Sanford. And Georgia looked – good today i mean florida georgia world's largest outdoor cocktail party and the dogs take him down 42 to 20 aaron you're gonna bark a little bit how you feeling well I, first off you have one year i said early on our on our show on amp uh after our 330 after the 330 games you you have a year to continue to practice georgia versus florida since you know like oh, I, shit, I you this I week. Forgot, dude. you're an outsider outsiders kind of their rule is you, you you pronounce it based on the team that won so uh georgia keeps the naming rights for for a second straight year actually it's like a third fourth fifth straight year but anyways no they man they, they look good uh besides the third quarter it was Setson at times was it was Setson was trying to be josh allen a couple times you know trying to throw balls down the field uh without putting much air on it he got lucky with one to bowers where you know the, the defender was in the perfect spot ends up popping it up bowers is bowers and makes a hell of a catch and turns into a touchdown. Next time he tries to do it, it ends up being an interception. Like, I, I love 
it's a fine line because last year Stetson was was ballsy and gutsy and daring and willing to take chances and and I thought you know he, he got in trouble at times but he also played great and 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 then this time at times this year I felt like Stetson was playing a little bit too cautious where he was afraid to make the mistake he talked about hey I'm going to take care of the football a little bit better this year and and we've seen him I would say be a little bit inaccurate at times ball sailing not following through not committing to his throws and I was like okay there's don't don't rear back that much Stetson. Don't 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 become too conservative because that's your personality is being that go getter, that gunslinger, that Brett Favre mentality. But today he just went a little bit too far. So he just he he needs to find a little bit of the in between, and I think he'll be just fine because I've said it before. Plenty of arm strength can make all the throws you want, mobile, all that good stuff. But you're not Josh Allen. You aren't Brett Favre. You can't gun a ball 25, 30 yards down the field on an absolute rope and think that you're going to complete passes but overall great game great job running which we knew they could do florida's florida's d-line is you know one of the worst in the sec they got after him 239 rushing yards i thought kenny looked great besides the fumble you know brock looked great lad looked great darnell looked great uh and then the defense was was tremendous it was great to get jalen back incorporated and, and you saw him getting after the quarterback so um really really great game good job and um yeah, neither team was really – I don't think you could say either team was looking ahead to next weekend's matchup in, 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 in Athens. So what you're telling me is Stetson uh, was maybe a bit too stuquavious tonight. And on the scale of Stetson – so on yes. the scale of Stetson to Stequavius, you need him leaning Stequavius but not full to Stequavius. So here's my yeah. question to you, though, Aaron. Because you're right, Georgia ran the ball fantastically tonight. Uh, I think almost 200-yard rushers on, like, limited carries, too. I mean, we're talking, like, seven, eight yards of carry. You're yeah. not going to do that against Tennessee. We know that. Now, I'm not saying Tennessee is going to shut you down like they have rushing, other rushing attacks. You know, I, I think the, the truth is going to be in the middle. But you're not going to run all over Tennessee. And so the question then becomes, can Stequavius overcome Tennessee? Can Stequavius keep up? With Hinn and Hooker, that's you need AD. I think I think at the end of the day you need you need AD Mitchell yeah. out there. I was I was hoping that he would get out there today to start getting some reps and get his feet wet and get incorporated back into the offense. So I, I'm guessing they they felt comfortable that hey we're going to take care of business for Florida. Let's make sure he's 100 for the for what could be a track meet next week uh, in the Classic City. But I think if, if he is playing, I think that gives me more confidence that, yes, they can go toe-to-toe -to -toe if it does get a little bit wild. But I, I, I still don't have confidence right now. And, and it was kind of my same feeling last year when, when Georgia played Alabama, where I do think Georgia's offense is better this year. If this thing does turn into a track meet where the game's in the, I would even say maybe north of 35, but definitely if it's flirting with 40-plus points, um, Georgia's not going to win that type of game. They're not like they, they, Georgia is still still a team that's going to have to rely on, on great defense and and and, a, and and really good offense. Not elite offense. They're not elite in that area. They're very very good. They are a top three or four offense in the SEC. But you're talking about the best offense in the country, not just in your conference. The best offense in the country in Tennessee. So yeah. defensively, is going to they're going to have to keep the game. I would say into the low 30s. And would be great to keep it in the twenties if you can, um, just to give your offense <laughs> that ain't happening. That ain't There's no way. That's what I'm saying, man. Like that's a little. I'm a little bit nervous no for way. it. If, if you hold this Tennessee team in the twenties, um, you should get some sort of trophy. I, I don't know if it's the SEC championship trophy, but like just at the end of the game, they should give you some sort of prize. Or if like this was a video game, you would get an achievement and it would be like an ultra rare run that nobody else had got. JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with powerhouse college athletics, UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates to coaches' play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals, JLabs joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools showcasing their passion and loyalty 
of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting-edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Um, well, all I know where is that uh, Georgia come out to play. It's going to be a fun week. It's going to be a fun mm. week getting ready for a little Athens. Now, now, this is true, though. Tennessee, every big stage, I mean, I guess they went they, they went to the swamp, right? But these last couple big stages, it's been in Knoxville. And Knoxville they, is they not just LSU. 100, they went to Baton Rouge and beat the living shit out of you guys. <laughs> like, come on. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, well, yeah, yeah, that's true, I guess. Like, I forgot about that. Yeah. But, but, I mean, but LSU's not like – LSU is scrappy and good. They are not great. Right. Tennessee is working towards no. greatness. Georgia is great. My point is when they played greatness, they got it in Knoxville. Okay. Now they got to go take on greatness on the road. And that is something different. We'll see if they're if 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 they're ready for that. But it is going to be Jalen has to be healthy. Time. If I, I feel a lot better about Georgia's defense slowing down for or excuse me, Tennessee, if Jalen is hundred percent at D line, because he is He's a, he's going to be the number one defensive tackle picked in the NFL draft next year. He's probably going to be a top three pick in the draft overall. He is a difference maker. And if you want to be able to play coverage, play two high safeties, which you're going to need to do versus Tennessee and still be able to stop you know, Jabari Small and Hennon from running, you're going to need Jalen disrupting the offensive line, disrupting the yeah. timing from Hendon. Yeah. That's the key. And that's the one area that Georgia's not been great at this year with Jalen out. They only have seven sacks. They have not been getting after the quarterback. So if he is not full go next week, that's an issue. Uh, Bama Boy Gump in the chat says LSU's not winning the West. Uh, I fucking hope they're not winning the West, Bama Boy Gump. You're never fucking hear the end of it if they do. Just fucking wait to come next week, dude. Anyway, uh, up north we go. Uh, as it's been a very SEC-centric show thus far, setting up the heavyweight matchup next week. But the other heavyweight in all of this, is Ohio State, right? Ohio State today goes and takes care of business 44 to 31. So they always do against Penn State. Uh, I think they've won the last four years by 13, 9, 11, now 13 again. Uh, that's 10 of the last 11 for the Buckeyes. Um, Penn State played well in a lot of ways, Aaron. But ultimately, if you are trying to affect an upset against CJ Stroud, and maybe the best team in the country. You, I mean, bro, you can't lose to turnover battle four to zero, right? No, I mean that no. that that that's that 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 just is what it is. 
Well, Ohio State scored 28 points in the fourth quarter. I mean, it was a ball game. I mean, we're 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 in the third quarter, and Penn State's winning. Ohio State takes the lead. They go up 16-14. You're like, man, this is this is not the yes. kind of game that we were expecting. Then all of a sudden, you know, turnovers, pick six, fumbles, and then you know, you you do enough of that. Ohio State's going to get right on offense. And you know, you you made fun of me last week because I said this about Ohio State and how they took care of business defensively versus Iowa. And you kind of chuckled, and I think a lot of people probably feel that way. But they did what they were supposed to do against a really bad offense. They only gave up three points. That seven points was was a fumble from C.J. Stroud that Iowa turned into a touchdown. They won today because of their defense on the road. Those turnovers, the pick sixes, the fumbles, all that, like they dominate on that side of the football as the offense kind of figured itself out there in the fourth quarter. And, and to me, that's – if I'm an Ohio State fan, I'm excited as hell because you know this offense is going to be great. They are still one of the best offenses in the country. You got C.J., you got Henderson – you know, Marvin Harrison Jr. has been absolutely dominant this entire season. 10 catches, 185 yards in this game. Just imagine when you get Smith and Jigba back inserted into that offense, how much better they're going to be. He is still the best receiver in college football that has barely played this season. So to know that your defense can win games and you're still missing that on offense, that is scary. But I get Penn State props, man. They, they, the fans were great. The atmosphere was great. You know, they, they, they made an interesting game. And for those betting, they covered. So uh, that's that's a positive too. At least you covered at home. Hmm. Okay, so here's my only problem with the Ohio State defense. Yes, they won them the game with the turnovers. I'm always worried about turnovers being replicable, right? Because it's also what Sean Clifford has kind of always been prone to do. It's make a lot of huge plays that will put you into games. Maybe some of the mistakes are going to lose them. And today, I mean, look. Clifford ends up, uh, what was he, 32 of 47, 371, three mm. touchdowns. Great, but then three picks. And 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 here's where maybe maybe the Penn State's offense, I mean, look, Penn State absolutely dominated Auburn, a team that's been, I guess, kind of fighty, if nothing. Here's the deal. I know Penn State is good, but is this a red flag that Penn State today outgained Ohio State by 30? They had more first downs. They held Ohio State under 100 rush yards. C.J. Stroud only accounted for one touchdown. They held Ohio State to just 33% conversions on third down. Uh, Penn State one time of possession, but they lost the game by 13. So I think like there's one of two ways you could take that, right? Like you can be like, oh my God, Ohio State must be incredible. Like how could they all that happen? They still win by double digits. Or is it like, man, if Ohio State didn't get a couple of those turnovers, like are they going to be in trouble today? Like, like, do you feel okay? Do you feel better or worse about Ohio State, Michigan, after the two games today? Do you feel better or worse about Ohio State's chances against Michigan, Aaron? I feel better about Michigan's chances against Ohio State. I guess I'll okay, yeah, the way around. Yeah, about the towels phrase it because they, they, so. they, what we've seen, and I, we we talked about this past week on the show is like you know what what's the recipe to beat Ohio State? It's it's you have to run the football. You have to dominate the line of scrimmage and you have to make them one dimensional. And that's what happened last year versus Oregon. That's what happened last year versus Michigan. And you look at Ohio State the past two weeks and maybe why you've seen a little bit of struggles, at least early on in games, is, is they haven't hit 100 yards back to back games rushing the football. And that yeah. teams have forced them to be a little bit more one dimensional. So you look at what Michigan's done this year, it's they're doing a great job stopping the run. They're running the hell of the ball with, with JJ and, and, and Corum back there. They got a great offensive line. They got a great defensive line. So yeah, like right now, the model is is somewhat being proven. And and and, and yes, Ohio State won today, but you kind of saw a glimpse of okay, Michigan dominated Penn State. Michigan is is that next step. And if Penn State can make it somewhat competitive, and if Penn State can make Ohio State one-dimensional, Michigan could clearly do that as well. So, you know, the one difference between last year and this year is it's it's in Ohio State and it's not there at Michigan. You know, we're seeing it this year more than ever. Like home field advantage, you just talked about Tennessee playing at home. Home field advantage is gigantic. Michigan dominated Penn State at home. Penn State played a great game today versus Ohio State for three quarters at home. Tennessee beat Alabama yeah. at home. Home field advantage is huge in college football. So the fact that it's in Ohio State may, gives me a little bit more comfort if I was a Buckeye fan, but no, like the recipe is definitely there, and what Michigan does could 
allow them to win that game here at the end of the month. Yeah, I it's I I mean I'm I'm, I'm with you. At the end of the day, I, it sounds weird, right? How does a ranked Michigan beat a ranked Penn State by 13? And I'm giving more credit to Michigan dismantling a very bad Michigan State team, but but I'm right there with you. Um, side note: before we get to A and M, where it's a bad time being an A and M fan. Aaron, how would you be feeling if you were a Michigan State fan right now? It's also not great, dude. I mean, I would not be going full panic button. Like, like I, I would, I'm sure if I love the team or I covered the team, I would have plenty of well-reasoned arguments and, you know, and here's, I mean, if you really look at it, right, these are the issues uh, plaguing the team and these are things that can be solved. And, and quite honestly, many phases of the program are moving in the correct direction, but 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 you would have to put to, you would have to really strive for these arguments like they do not mm-hmm. present themselves it's 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 a real and then you see all these charts and it's like most guaranteed money and it's you know it's like Kirby smart and you know Brian Kelly and it's all and then it's like and it's like Mel Tucker and everybody down and we got the contract in the first place I just can't imagine a worse post contract year than what Mel Tucker is currently going through right now this is just this is why universities are just throwing money away this is why you, you we should not be giving these coaches seven eight nine ten year contracts like are you wait just, so are you out on mel tucker long term like do you think he gets this thing fixed no i'm not out on him long term i think i think you know give him time like i don't want to rush it like i don't, also don't want to rush this either but just you know at least if you gave someone a, a i would say i would say four years should be the the length of the contract I don't like getting rid of a coach after three years. I think you need to get to a four-year guy, get through a complete cycle of recruiting before you really determine, okay, is this the guy the best fit for us or not? But like, so he still has some time to kind of figure it out. So no, I'm not, I'm not stressing too, too much about it at the moment. Um, you know, the, the one thing that does work and should always worry you if you're Michigan State in that conference is kind of like what we discussed with Kentucky is the fact that you are in the Big Ten and you're in the in, in, in the East and you have to deal with Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, Maryland's having a good year, and and these schools recruit at a higher clip than you do. So it's just the the, the separation of talent's already there, and if the coaches is, is not equaling that separation, then then you're in deep doo doo. Uh yeah, I, I I now now I agree I agree. Um, I think Ohio State, or excuse me, I think Michigan State can recruit maybe like to that level, but I, I don't know. Mel Tucker's, it, it's an awful year. It's an awful year. And maybe he was ahead of the curve with the transfer portal at a time, but everybody has copied and or also now arrived at the same place that he did, which was, oh, we need like a full staff committed to it now 24-7. Can Michigan State, well, it remains to be seen with Mel Tucker, but uh not a great feeling today, Halloween, uh, in East Lansing. Not a great feeling today, Halloween, uh, in College Station. As Ole Miss goes into Texas A&M. Well, final score, 31-28. I did not write this one down. I believe that was it, right? 31-28, am I correct? correct? Okay, just double-checking there. Um, and really, again, kind of, um, kind of not that close. Right. Uh, shout out to Vegas. Who, Early. You know, somehow always ends up in the range. Um, but really, A&M, that game kind of felt like it was over. Now, credit A&M. They were down 10. They managed to score with three timeouts and about a minute and a half left. Uh, they sign of a bad coach team. They, they, the kicker goes rogue and doesn't onside kick it. Doesn't onside kick it when they're trying to get the ball back. Uh, instead decides to kick it deep. Jimbo and the special teams coach are chewing his ass out. Then you're like, oh, wait, did this work out? Because they stop him three and out. They use the three timeouts. But then more bad special teams, they allow to punt the roll. It rolls all the way down within the 10, and the game finally ends. But another loss for Texas A&M at home this time in front of that crowd. And uh, Ole Miss kind of stabilizes. So is this... Aaron, classic sports talk. Is this a better win for Ole Miss or a worse loss for Texas A&M? Oh, I think it's a better win for Ole Miss. I, I think it's a huge okay, win for Ole Miss. Great. because I think A&M right now, I think people kind of feel like that ship has sailed for this season. So if, if you're Ole Miss, Fair. you're still, 
you know, seven and one for goodness sakes, if you would have lost this game to a team that's kind of, you know, not going to make a bowl game, then then that's uh, that's not what you want. So yeah, I think this was more pivotal for Ole Miss to kind of get the ship righted. And 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 I'll just look at the schedule now. Ole Miss hasn't even had a bye week. Like they they've just been oh. grinding. Uh, so now they they they're they're eight and one, which is a hell of a record. They get to go into a bye week before they have to face, I believe it's Alabama, Mississippi State, and Arkansas. So, you know, can they? I don't think they're going to beat Alabama. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, but you never know. Maybe Alabama gets beat up a little bit by LSU next weekend as Ole Miss is kind of relaxing, taking the weekend off. But I think they have a chance versus Arkansas, and I think they have a legitimate chance uh, versus Mississippi State as well. So, could you get back-to-back seasons for ten wins for Ole Miss? It, it's 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 right there for the taking. But I, I will say the insane. one. I mean, that would be that would be such an accomplishment A&M, for Lang. Yeah, yes, it's huge. The one positive for AM is you, you finally have a quarterback. Like, where, where the hell has Connor Wegman been this entire season? Like, he came out there for a freshman, looked composed. He looked calm. He got through his reads. He was accurate. The connection with him and Evan Stewart was tremendous, especially early on. The game kind of died out middle, and then they kind of reconnected later on once again. But, like, he, he looked really good, really, really good. So, you got a quarterback now. I think that, that, that's been one of the big issues for AM. Mm is you haven't had a gunslinger back there to run this offense. So that's a positive, but the negative is that's your four straight loss. That's four straight. I, and yeah, and, I, and, and I, oh, is it four straight? Four straight. Four straight. Boy, I hate to see it. Sorry, A&M. God, it really bums me out to hear that. Um, no, look, okay, here's where I'm at with Wigman. I don't think that tonight was – necessarily especially better than the other guys you've seen this year but to your point he performed at the level or better right than the other guys did and if he's a true freshman doing that yeah obviously you have to roll with him right like he's the only guy yeah. i agree with you and like he, he at least flashed at times like oh there's something exciting here rather than just being very run-of-the-mill boy how how rough for max johnson Aaron? right oh i mean you choose to leave and go to A&M. You think you're going to get out of a toxic because because Max Johnson went through the toxic ringer at LSU. He had to deal with two years of like, you know, just drama, drama. People pissed off because you're losing under 500 ball. Your coach is in the headlines. Just drama. He's like, you know what? I'm going to go to A&M. The vibes seem great over there. And then he gets over there. And it's been the most toxic program in all of America all year long. And now Brian Kelly's committed elsewhere. It's a rough, rough spot for Max. But uh, I, I will say this. A&M was kind of lively early in this game, right? They went up 14-7. They're winning. Freshman to freshman connection. That's what I'm saying. You're kind of like, oh, shit, dude. Is this it? But here's what I want to say about Texas A&M. A lot of times the announcers always talk about their freshman class, right? And be like, yeah, they signed the best freshman class of all time, but they're 18. So, you know, you got to wait for them to get better. And that is true, but that's not why people were high on A&M. That was a feather in the cap, the freshman class was. Why they were high on A&M is because in 2020, they went 9-1 and one during the pandemic and kicked everybody's ass. In 2022, uh, they may be disappointed overall, but they found a way to beat Alabama. They've stacked top five classes for four or five years in a row now. Like, Nobody. It wasn't like, oh, all of a sudden AM's going to be good because they got a bunch of good freshmen. It was just, oh, AM's already getting really good, and now they got these freshmen. But the problem is AM's not getting that good. 2020 looks like a flash in the pan. Alabama looks like its own flash in the pan. And now everything just feels really bad, and they're not getting rid of Jimbo. Pete Dammel talked about it. That's not happening. So it's um, the coordinators are going to get fired. Like, everybody else is going to get fired except for Jimbo. And that's – uh. Well, do they, do they win? Their, do they win their next game. three games? Do they? Do they? Do they? They they Florida at Auburn, UMass, and then LSU. Do they win their next three? I don't think. I, I don't think they win both Florida and at Auburn. I, I think. I think one of those teams will beat them. I don't know which one, but but I but I, I don't think I don't think they can do that. And yes, Brandon Reese, we have stopped calling it. We we, we already stopped on this show, but we 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 must acknowledge reality. And and Jimbo was a quarterback whisperer, right? Turn in first overall pick in James Winston, multiple first round picks and Ponder and EJ Manuel back in the day. But we have a very large sample size now 
of that no longer being the case. Like the best quarterback he's had in like the last 10 years was Kellen Mond, who is, you know, was solid, but I don't know now, especially that Jimbo did really anything to elevate him. Like Kellen Mond, honestly, would have been better in a different offense with a different coordinator, different coach. So it's, 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 it's rough. Uh, B Beans says, what about LSU? Do you have a and beat LSU? Uh, LSU still, still, still. I know they've been playing consistently lately. Yeah, no, fuck that, dude. No, LSU has to beat AM. If AM, if LSU doesn't beat AM, that's a, that's a very bad outcome. I think it's at LSU, too. Is, am I correct on that one? I want to say it's at, in Baton Rouge. I should know that off the top of my head. On the road in College Station. Okay, never mind. Wrong Wait, is one. this the first time in College Station since the uh, – I think it is because, well, maybe with crowd because the pandemic. I'm not entirely sure, but, of course, the in 2018, there was the seven-overtime game. Oh, yeah. The Kellen Mond and A&M won. That was – I heard, the, I heard Wait, that's such a rivalry. A&M, A&M LSU is like this big rivalry. Am I correct on that one, T-Bob? Are you being sarcastic here or is this a genuine question? No, I, I'm somewhat sarcastic. Yeah, exactly. Who, I can who, see it in your, who wants to make I can it, see it in your no, dazzling, beautiful, shit-eating grin? No, no, no. Here, here's what I would say: is that me and we, I think me and Brum might have talked about this in like a production meeting one day. Um, a and M LSU is a giant corporate success story and marketing success story in that they created this now the people will point to like back in the day a and lsu did used to play and stuff and there was a little bit of juice there but they basically created this rivalry a few years ago and they said you know what this is going to be the thanksgiving day game and it gained juice faster than anyone could have imagined i mean i remember having conversations about is this forced is this fake but then it was just drama year after year it was both teams going after jimbo it was John Chavis leaving LSU, going to AM and suing LSU. It was the seven overtime game. Like LSU fans hate Texas AM. Every single day of my morning show, it's just constant Jimbo jokes, Texas eight and four jokes. They loathe Texas AM and it's not forced. Now, I'm not saying I'm, I would not put this up against any of the great rivalries because, you know, me, I value history over all of it when it comes to these things. And this is a new one. This was microwaved but for the people in it it is legitimate like lsu fans legitimately and look houston is the big a and fan base houston is also the single largest lsu alumni city fan base so there is actual juice here for the people in it shouldn't get national juice completely understand that before the people in it um like i would this sounds wild because i love the golden boot i would rather lose to arkansas and beat texas a&m than the other way around Wow. Like that? All right. Okay. That, I know what it's saying. I grew up hating Arkansas. I know. Clarifies I know. All right. Well, uh, other big yeah, we game. Gotta go. We got to go. But Kansas State, just FYI for those Kansas State fans out there, Oof, complete Jesus ass whooping for Oklahoma State. My goodness. Hey, I told you guys Oklahoma State's frauds. I, t- well, I tell you weeks ago. You did. Oklahoma you did. State, you tried to tell three, me. I didn't believe you. Nine and yeah. three, maybe yeah. 10 and two football team. Mm. Best they could do. You right try to tell me. Too. Yeah, you try to tell me, and I didn't listen to you, Aaron. I should. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, one thing we mentioned in the earlier show we mentioned here: uh, Bo Nix went off. Maybe the nation's leader in total touchdowns. We'll see come Sunday, but they beat Cal 42 40. Aaron, how about these last two games for Oregon? At Colorado, nothing, but then versus Washington, versus Utah, in Corvallis against Oregon State. If they finish that off, They'll be like that is a team that will be playing very good football heading into a Pac-12 championship. Yep, really, really good. Like they are the schedule. The schedule lines up nicely. Um, you know, USC had some struggles tonight versus Arizona. Did not look great. Uh, I think that uh, to me, it's going to be a rematch against UCLA. And you know, it's always hard to beat someone oh, really? twice in the season. So we'll see. But a rematch yeah, against UCLA, right huh? What do you think? think? Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know, man. You got Caleb Williams out there, okay, man? I mean, Oregon and USC don't play. <laughs> I mean, USC's right there. What are you saying? What are you saying about SC, Aaron? They used to be you us, the petite SC. Trojan boys. Yeah, what are you saying? Just say it then. 
UCLA is going to beat their ass. <laughs> she. What's UCLA score right now? What's, what's UCLA up right at the moment? Okay. UCLA 24 to 6 against Stanford. Knew I should have put some damn money on that one. Law, law of transitive sports we properties. Big this weekend, oh, Bob. On UCLA. Five and one. I think I was on one. my bets overall. I was like seven and nine on my bets this weekend. So we're eating, we're eating, we're eating good tomorrow night. Uh, you did great, Aaron. Thank you for that under. You did, you did uh, very good. All time. right. Uh, yep. Three, and zero. Oh. Hey, the boys 12 and 15, never been so excited to be 12, and 15 in my fucking life. Let's ride boys. 16, uh, huge thank you to everyone. Okay. Relax. Okay. You know, we get it. Uh, huge thank you to everyone in the chat, hanging out with us tonight. Hope you're having a wonderful Saturday night. I know we are. And uh, check this out. So we're going to be back live with Snaps on Monday. We go live on AMP now. So Amazon AMP, download the app. It's like new Jeff Bezos radio. And we go live at noon Central, 1 Eastern, every uh, day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, And then, as always, check us out on the Volume Sports YouTube channel where you're watching us right now. Look, if you like the post, that helps a lot. I know it's annoying. You know what else really helps? If you subscribe to the podcast and wherever you do, if you rate it and review it, the robots are like, whoa, dude, people like this. They're going to send it out to more people. And you can also text it to your friends and help make Papa Colin and FanDuel and everybody else very happy with us. We would love you if you could help us out with that. And, uh, yeah, shout out FanDuel promo code SNAPS. When you download the sportsbook app and then listen to our bets, and you know sometimes you'll win money. Like today, you would have won good money. Aaron won great money today, so let's freaking run, dude. Uh, and guess what, guys? It's a big snaps week. I mean, are you kidding me? LSU, Bama, Georgia, Tennessee. Like Ooh. these are the weeks. Like this is why I crawled out of my dad's balls thirty-three years ago. We're to experience weeks of football like this, okay? And so we're going to do it together. I'm very excited, Aaron. I'm very excited, Rob. I'm very excited to all of our wonderful uh, friends we hang out with every day here. Let's work and go, boys. We'll see you for snaps on Monday. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.